Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace a podcast that highlights the role of women peacebuilders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to their communities. Eavesdrop into their conversations and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and their hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, and Dina Zaman, a Malaysian journalist and co-founder of Iman Research. This is She Talks Peace. Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, greeting you from sunny, hot Manila. And my co-host, Hello everyone, I'm Dina of Iman Research Malaysia. Welcome to She Talks Peace. Amina, please tell me what's happening in Manila. Things are getting really exciting. Uh-huh. Um, just um, several days ago, we had a really funny press conference, Dina, because this is the situation. Okay. So the son of the late dictator... Ferdinand Marcos is uh, mm-hmm. the front runner with a big lead according to surveys. Second okay. is Vice President Lenny Robredo. Right. And then far below her are five other candidates. And yes. then these candidates decided they were going to have a press con on uh, Easter. And, you know, people are wondering, what on earth are these candidates, these presidential candidates going to say? And you know what? Uh What? It was such a letdown. They went to the press conference, and the only thing they said was, don't count count us out. What? (laughs) That was it. So, essentially saying that they were going to continue the fight, they think they can win. Oh, for goodness sake, Dina. What about you? How how are Malaysian politics? (laughs) Look, uh, Amina, let's pray that we all get to meet real soon. So what we hear is this. (laughs) I still think the Philippines uh, elections is a lot more exciting. I mean, looking at you and everyone, Val wearing pink, yeah? So there's a lot of talk. Okay, now in July, the coalition between Bersatu and Pakatan Harpan, will the MOU will end, okay? Uh And in August... We're looking at the parliament, you know, being dis- uh, uh We're not going to have parliament for the next three months because we planned. There's a lot of talk that, this, you know, we're going to have the elections in September or October. Uh, the thing is, when I talk to some friends, even in Amno, everyone is saying, we have a leadership vacuum. We don't know who will lead yeah. Malaysia. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same old faces, Amina. And, I mean, listening to you throughout, you know, all these years, right? At least you know that, okay, in the Philippines, there are new names, new faces, okay? In Malaysia, we're back to square one. And, oh yeah, Anwar plans to run also for PM. So, mm-hmm. you know, things are not so great in Malaysia. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, yeah. it, it may be boring, Dina, but yeah. it's stable. The mm. problem in our yeah. politics, it's so volatile. <laughs> you never know. Of course, it's exciting. But, you know, that yeah. doesn't... That doesn't make for a stable political um, situation. But anyway, I have yeah. I have I have news for you. I finally attended my first official function. Fantastic! Yeah, Funny. after after my God, more than two years, Dina. I went oh, to a reception hosted huh? by British Ambassador 
Laura Bofis. And okay. uh, she, this, this reception was postponed. It was supposed to be w- during Women's Month. Right. But uh, she was hosting it for uh, champions and advocates of okay. uh, women's empowerment, women's rights, and gender equality. Uh-huh. It, it, right. was, it was really nice to be with old friends oh. and yeah, uh, fellow advocates. But yeah. what I... What, what I didn't like uh-huh. was all the all the stories about their grandchildren. You know why I don't like that? Why? Because I don't have any. And I want one, Tina. I you want, will. You will. I want I'm a grandchild. You will. You know, I'm confident. <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed. My daughter-in-law has something to say about that. But, <laughs> but I also talked to them about our... Our work, you know, this yeah. thing that we're doing with UN yeah. Women Indonesia, right. helping ASEAN establish a regional action plan for right. women, peace, and security. Mm-hmm. So, at least I got I got some work done, Dina. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's great that we're working together on this regional action plan, and. It was enlightening to hear sisters and colleagues from Malaysia, Philippines, Indonesia, and Thailand share their insights on why it's important for ASEAN to have such a plan. I think we've got a few FGDs, right? But I'll yes, talk yes, about yes. Salma tomorrow because I think some groups in Malaysia are still clueless. But that's all right, you know, because we're still not very familiar with WPF. But I'm also really encouraged that brothers join the discussion, you know. Everyone in our virtual meeting has agreed that the regional action plan for the WPS agenda is valuable. It's not just about empowering women, but it's even more important to regional security and peace. Yep. Um, in the Philippines, we had called those uh, brothers honorary women. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's politically correct these days, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's what we, we used to say. But yeah. Dina... Maybe yeah. our listeners are wondering what this WPS agenda is that we keep yeah. talking about. Well, I'll just give you a little background. In okay. uh, the year 2000, the United Nations Security Council unanimously passed a resolution, uh, numbered Resolution 1325, supporting the participation of women. And this was the Women, Peace and Security Agenda. But, uh-huh. you know, it would never have passed without right. the movement of a global network of uh, civil society organizations, women leaders, who have been fighting for more women uh, participation. And luckily, we were supported by so many member states who saw the value women bring to the peace uh, process. Mm-hmm. So finally, the Security Council saw the light mm-hmm. and passed the resolution. So now you've got 1325, which mm-hmm. looks at the impact of conflict on women and women's contribution to conflict resolution and sustainable peace. But really, well, Dana, the UN would never have passed it if women all over the world, especially in conflict areas like Lebanon and Palestine, uh, did not lobby and did not show the UN, that women are not just victims, but hey, we're actually pretty good at peace building. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there have been so many studies showing that women are active participants in peace negotiations with rebel groups. Look at Haja Hamsatu. Yeah? Oh yeah, Hamsatu is fantastic. Yeah, the peace agreement that's signed, that's more sustainable. In fact, many, go- many governments continue to think of women merely as beneficiaries and victims. And I don't know why when the facts are right in front of them, yeah? I mean, a lot of governments still don't see the important role women can play in security, in securing the sovereignty of the countries, the security of the nations, and of sustaining peace. Well, Dina, I guess they didn't, they didn't meet you. That's why I keep telling That's you, you have to run for parliament, no, I'm not Dina. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I mean, no. Uh, I got to tell you this, you know, and this is not me trying to like, as we see in Malaysia, keep past you, right? I've always looked upon PCID, Aman, you know, right? Every one of you. 
how on earth do you manage to do all the things that you do? Because in Malaysia, really, NGOs are beyond lean. We're basically struggling and juggling. Oh, so no way to politics and all that. We have <laughs> oh, to wait. keep trying. Bettina, you forgot yeah. about women's role in rehabilitating traumatized communities. Yeah. Women yeah. have been doing so much at the community level, like uh, Ruby. Ruby yeah. in uh, Indonesia has been doing so much. And what about yeah. women who have been working with and rehabilitating captured extremists? Yeah. So yeah. much we can learn about uh, about that. And remember, it was um, Nurhuda who said, terrorists are not born, they are made. Yes, which is why I'm so happy, Amina, that you invited our guest today who can share so much about rehabilitating former violent extremists. I don't think I've met Maya Yamut yet at one of the ICANN events. I don't think we have. But uh, everyone, Maya Yamut is our guest today, and she's an extremist behavioral specialist and a forensic social worker. She says that she's passionate about challenging violent extremism and terrorism through research, awareness, profiling, and innovative programs that counter hate-based uh, Violence globally. Oh, I got to follow up with an email because I'm doing some work on this. <laughs> Living in Lebanon, Maya and her sister Nancy are the co-founders of Rescue Me, an NGO focused on crime and violence prevention plus trauma rehabilitation. Maya and Nancy also conduct forensic social field research related to terrorists and victims of terrorism. Rescue Me is a rehabilitation program for accused Islamic terrorists in Romia prison. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. The program is based on research assistance performed during their master's degree studies. Wow. Yep. After submitting their thesis titled The Role of Forensic Social Work in Terrorism and Knowing Its Reasons and Effects in Society, the sisters created a system whereby they visit prisons holding accused terrorists to psychologically survey and rehabilitate them. Welcome, Maya. Welcome, welcome Maya. Dina. Amina, welcome. Thank you for welcoming me. Thank you. You know, Dina, uh, yeah. too, too bad our listeners can't uh, see Maya. But Maya and Nancy are so beautiful. <laughs> they, they, look, they look like they could win Miss Lebanon and then Miss, uh, Miss Universe. <laughs> which is why Maya... For 10 years, over 10 years now, you and Nancy have been entering Rumia prison, interviewing hundreds of male and female jihadists who were um, captured, studying why they got into violent uh, extremism. Maya, weren't you scared? And how on earth were you able to get permission to go and, and talk to these people in Rumia prison? Well, it's a very long story. I will try to make it short and make it very interesting. Um, uh, the first year of master's degree in social work at our university, we noticed the uh, terrorism phenomena being risen in Lebanon, unfortunately, uh, due of the uh, Syrian revolution. And uh, bubbles of the extremist group start to rise up. And after uh, Nehrer Barit camp, uh, the, the Lebanon unfortunately was risen. Fatah al-Islam took place on the north. So the, those both uh, incidents started 2008 in, uh, in, uh, in Nehrer Barit. Then the Syrian revolution came up and um, the bubbles of the extremists start to rise up and it's, in the same period of time, within just two, two, two years in difference. We started to notice that many young men start to join in Iraq, joining ISIS and Nusra. Then they start to move back then to Syria, which is next to my, uh, to my which is a neighborhood country. Why? Why a young man, uh, I know him since high school, he left most re reputable university to study computer engineering. He's a very handsome guy. He's at a very young age. Why he joined? So there's many questions started up. And at the same time, at, I was in the university. I was discussing the case as a, as a social worker. 
And uh, my sister, Nancy, she said, Maya, why you don't study them to know why they want to join? Yeah. So I said, um, where? And she said, prison. And um, I'm very lucky to meet uh, back then uh, the ex-major uh, general uh, of ISF called Ashraf Rifi. He really supported me uh, back then, although it was a very sensitive area to go. In uh, Rumie, only there's a male, male uh, extremist, so uh, and a male prison, but there's a building for, for the extremist called Block B. So uh, I entered there and, uh, and, and a police officer gave me the environment. We studied the environment because you cannot go in like easily. You need to wear something really, really humble, not to provoke the, the, the prisoners because we're coming to their environment. For example, I need to wear a hijab. Oh, yeah. And uh, wherever, yes, because I'm coming to their environment. They're not coming to me, although I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm a lady that don't wear hijab. So when I went to inside the prison and uh, the officers to, to tell me how things goes inside, goes inside the prison, I started to know uh, how they function, how they, their, their daily life. And I start to speak with them. Those in 10 years, uh, I met like hundreds of, of, of extremists. I cannot, it's uncountable because we have almost 1,200 extremists are being accused of terrorism. And um, we are not, um, we don't have a very fast trial to know who is really involved in terrorism or not. Unfortunately, due to the politic, political crisis in between Lebanon and Syria, both of the, of the, uh, both of the countries, so that's why it's not clear what is terrorism itself. It is violence. What it help, it's, it's, can be counted through collector damage or what? So every person who is against the politics, maybe they put them in terrorism. Some, some of them, they have, don't, uh, uh, they have no evidence on what he's doing in Lebanon. Sometimes they put them in terrorism. This is why we want to study what is terrorism. And I saw many cases. I started with Fatah al-Islam. I saw ISIS. I saw Nasra. I saw uh, uh, uprising of uh, uh, um, different extremist groups. But most all the men that we have uh, seen inside Rumi, me and my sister Nancy, they have a father. Father absent syndrome. This is the major one. But there's the father uh, in our uh, in Arab culture. Uh, most of the fathers humiliate their son for uh, uh, for ethics, for moral reasons, or to stuff him up. The minor issue: some people that trying to join extremists to send to have a sense of belonging. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Lebanon and Syria and Jordan and some of the Middle Eastern countries, we don't have a sense of belonging that to be belong to the country. So Maya, either Maya, it, yes, they they joined so that they feel that they belong. Yes. Wow. Yes, because. Um, because the government don't have enough, uh, you know, community support or community activities, or to especially to in, to to invest with the youth. This youth have a lot of energy. We, we need to to invest in this. And Jew uh, Lebanon have suffered from a lot of conflict since the seventies through the civil war and the Israeli war and Nahr al Barid and the extremist group, especially in also. Uh, uh, plus in 2014, we had ISIS kidnap some of the Lebanese soldiers and unfortunately half of them, they passed away. So Lebanon, since since uh, 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 um, uh, uh, late 78 and during the civil war until now, if we don't have a civil war, we have economic crisis, political crisis. That's why sometimes youth don't have sense of belonging. So they want to search for something. Unfortunately, some of them get involved in terrorism and some of them, they don't. It depends how this person, a person is self-aware. Concerning the minor problems, some of them, they join extremist group for, uh, uh, for economy. They paid very well. They paid them very well. Thousands of dollars can be 
can be uh, uh, invested with uh, the person who wants to join or sexual issues or he wants to, to get married because marriage is right now is very expensive these days. Some of them, they want to uh, uh, just want to have, as I have said before, a sense of uh, belonging or they being um, give them attention. They want to give them a certain position. This person who always wanted to dream of and the, the country cannot have it. So can he get it in ISIS group or Nusra group or whatsoever? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, Dina, that, wow. that also sounds like... Uh, some of the violent yeah. extremist recruits from Indonesia and mm-hmm. Philippines, they joined for economic reason because yeah. they got married and, yeah. you know, got yeah. involved. Sounds, sounds similar, but uh, I'm never going to go to, to a prison to interview yeah. hundreds of yeah. uh, violent extremists. <laughs> Tina, would you? Can, you know, can I you, add something? Yes, can I add something? Yeah. When we speak with them, they always ask me what style I speak with them. I never speak politics or religion because I will lose. This is unfinishable uh, debate. I always speak with them as a human being because this is the only way you can go through them. I can break them. You can change them because when I speak with them as a human being, just asking them, how are you? and why you're here and how I can help you to be a better person, a better version of yourself and give him a chance in this life and become a messenger, become a messenger. He, he, I'm not looking at him as a, uh, as, a, as a criminal. I'm looking at him as an idea of a prisoner, not an idea of a criminal. This is, the, this is what um, uh, uh, my success is. Simple is that this is the main key. Maya, um, this may be backtracking a bit, but uh, I, no, I'm really interested in the study that you're doing and the work that you're doing, yeah? I'm just doing okay. a very simple paper, 2,000 words only. Um, sorry, tropical thunderstorm. <laughs> but one of the things that I'm actually asking among, you know, scholars who work in this sector in this space right Mm. you know that somehow you know you hear this term preventing or countering violent extremism it doesn't fit the kind of work that you do there are some people say oh you know that's a colonized uh, phrase it actually demonizes muslims or people who are i mean mean, what are your thoughts when you when you do this work and you come with this term does it fit your work or do you think there should be a better phrasing for this you mean prevention? So I, I would say, if I, 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 yeah. to make it clear for you, yeah, uh, why we were entered inside the prison, to, those are the right people to give you the right program for rehabilitation because they are the cancer. To tell you what is can works with them and some of them cannot work with them. This is inside the prison. Also, uh, Nancy and I and our uh, humble team with Rescue Me, we do because we know them. We do the right awareness for the community because we have a direct talk with them. 
Those people will give you the right program. Those people will give you the right awareness. Those people will tell you what, how to prevent terrorism. Countering terrorism, I don't counter terrorism. It is a, a legal term for the police. And I'm not a police. I'm an NGO that prevent crime. I'm preventing because, unfortunately, my country, Lebanon, had um, uh, it should be uh, unfortunately how I can say it that my my, my country had uh, drank blood more than water. Drank blood more than water. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, drank blood more than water. My land. Due the the civil war and right now the last uh, the, the explosion because uh, the we if we prevent this it will never been happen if somebody responsible it will never been happen all this the justice system is should be corrected so um in, I, I don't want to jump in the future what we're doing but preventing we prevent through awareness and we do. Uh, programs, special programs for the extremists. Some of them they work, and some of them uh, they don't. And not every program can be blended in all over the uh, all over the world, because we have the culture barrier, we have the religion barrier, we have uh, 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 it the language is as a barrier. So I cannot use the program, the Lebanese program, and implement it in Canada doesn't work like that yeah, because work. the culture the language and it's stuff different. like that yes you need to implement yeah. i cannot use the malaysian and put it in lebanon right i cannot right. use it. no yeah. you need to study the environment you need to study the culture you need to use expert uh, experts it's okay to ask ask uh, experts by the we way need experts yes by the way maya you have always believed that being aware of risk factors uh, mm. at the early stage can significantly reduce levels of crime and violence later than life. So this is not just for violent extremists, for but people who get involved in gangs and, and criminality. And that's what drove you and Nancy to start Rescue Me. So, so tell us, Maya, how can understanding the risk factors reduce criminality and and violence what did your research say to reduce um, because um, as a teenage back then I really uh, saw violence in Lebanon and I said why I don't want to live in, in peace so I started notice that violence is increasing uh, gradually in Lebanon so uh, to reduce it, we need to speak about peace and forgiveness. It's about to talk about peace and forgiveness. Even in, during the civil war, we didn't ask for forgiveness. We didn't ask for peace to, to each other, especially the Muslims and the Christians and the Duruzi. And what happened with, uh, with, other, uh, with our uh, people. We didn't ask for, to forgive each other. We did not. So that's why, unfortunately, Lebanon is rising. And we need to do a campaign, a huge campaign, a huge awareness, a huge intervention community, a local intervention to talk about peace, to talk about forgiveness, and to talk about letting it go. But that must be so difficult, Maya, because as you said, uh, Lebanon has drunk more blood than water. I mean, how difficult it must be to ask people to forgive, Maya. Yeah. Because, you know, if there was justice, if there was good justice, uh, maybe peace can take place. And if there's no justice, um, unfortunately, grudge will take place. So justice is good. Concerning many things that being missed and didn't get through justice, I don't want this my Lebanese people to hold any grudges or any hate because um, I am tired and the Lebanese people are tired as well. And we need to give a peace an option, a main option to, to, to start to forgive 
and I'm not letting let them to to forget. I'm letting to forgive and love each other and accept each other. And there's nobody going to um, remove anybody. Just accepting each other. Wow. Uh, well, Maya, I read somewhere right that one of the reasons that you decided to work on this right researching rehabilitating terrorists is because of an old friend. I read that yes. he was engineering and he ended up fighting dying in Syria. Do you think yes. you could talk more about this? Yes, um, he. Uh, we used to like we shared the same table. We, I, I, he, he helped me in, in in Arabic language and English. He was very good. He was very good in literature, and I was very good in math. So he, we switched papers and. Uh oh, <laughs> and, switching papers and and cheat and you know we support each other during the tests. Uh, we. We talked uh, after we graduate from high school. I want to be a social worker. I want to, you know, save the, my community. And I were talking about violence or I, talk, I, I had enough. Do you remember the war? Do you remember this? Do you remember what happened to us when we stayed in the school during the shootings? We're talking every day. And he joined a very reputable university next to my university. And we usually meet on Starbucks. And his behavior started to change. Oh, it started yeah. To, yeah, yeah. I told him, what's wrong with you? Are you mad at me? Are you, you know, I start to, to, to asking myself, did I say a word? Did I say something that she didn't say it? I hurt his feelings. I called his mom and told him um, why your son is uh, not talking to me. Is he mad or we are friends since high school. Uh, what's wrong? No. And she said, no, no, he's okay. There's no divorce. He's very handsome. He's very educated. Um, there is no reason to join. So um, at first, his behavior started to change. Then he started to cancel every Saturday meeting, me and him. Usually every Saturday, we, we catch up at, at Starbucks, have coffee and you know, make a joke about everything and uh, make fun about everything. We talk about relationships yep. and, yep, yep. you know, I want to introduce you to this person. I want to introduce you to this person. Uh, and we're talking about the relationship and start to skip. Then his behavior start to change. Then he started to be more conservative then uh, has assorted not to shake his hand. Usually we, we shake hands like, hello. And we have the, our culture, we kiss three kisses here on the cheek, like giving uh, love and respect. He doesn't want to do that. Okay, I understand that he wants to be more near to God and to be more conservative. I totally understand, but then his, change, uh, his clothes start to change. So, then he started to skip the uh, every Saturday, Saturday on, Saturday off. Then once per month. Then I saw him to once per two months. Then he started uh, that I knew from my friend that he um, that he being wanted from the Lebanese army, and he left a letter for his mom that he wants to join, and he did. He joined first of uh, at, at Iraq, then. Uh, then he moved. Uh, uh, then he moved to Syria, and he got killed in area called Asel al Warid, which is next to Lebanon, which is uh, in the borders, like um, I guess two hours. It uh, it hurt me when uh, uh, then I got announced that he he got uh, you know, he got killed because I have um, uh, this dilemma and debate inside me. Is he, is he a victim or a terrorist or a killer? Is, is what? So you never found out uh, what, uh, what, what uh, recruited him, what, what made him join ISIS? Never found out? No, but as I spoke to his mother and the, and the community and I started to link things up, I, I think he has also absent father syndrome 
and uh, he uh, he tried to join uh, uh, the military and he he was always wanted to be and he couldn't because in Lebanon you need to have uh, wasta wasta in Lebanon means that you need to have a um, recommendation card so they can uh, you need a patron you need yes. a patron to join the military. Oh, okay. Certain a card that you can be accepted and stuff like that, and he couldn't. So he like felt desperate, and he he joined. Um, it did changed me a lot. I asked myself why, and um, there's another uh, thing. Should I go and give my condolences to the family, yeah. or not? Yeah. And um, my sister told me, uh, just give the condolences to yourself because he was your friend. You look at him as a friend, not a, uh, not a, a, a extremist. You look at him as a friend. So this is a debate that I, I, t- I told her, Nancy, um, is he's a, just a victim of our environment that my government didn't hold him, didn't supported him or anything. So he chose another sense of belonging, I guess. Oh, Dina, uh, now that um, Maya has yeah. mentioned Nancy again, Nancy, yeah. why are you, I mean, Maya, why are you and Nancy called the kamikaze sisters? <laughs> did, did you know that, Dina, they're called the kamikaze no, sisters? Why, Maya? Okay, because we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you to, to be to be going to prison. Yep. Well, so that's is idea. that the reason, or is it because you're you're brave and daring? It's it's uh, well, we have several like uh, nicknames. We have three. We have Kamikaze sisters. We have Mulan sisters, and we have the Yamut sisters. The Yamuts. The Kamikaze sisters is the ladies. Um, it's uh, like we're ladies and we're going facing most uh, dangerous, uh, you know, like you're, you're surrounded with minefield and we're young. I was, uh, I'm 34. So imagine I was 24 back then when I started to work at that, at that field. So we're like, Kamika, are you crazy to do that? You're not afraid, it, it, you know. But we, we made it. So they put the well, kamikaze. They were like totally crazy. <laughs> yes. So concerning so Mulan you, you, sisters. You need a little crazy to be able to do the work you do. Okay, yeah, Mulan but, sisters. I like that. Mulan sisters. Mulan sister because Mulan, she faced the Mahul, uh, the, the, the mafia. So mm-hmm. can she save her country? And uh, the Mulan sister because we're trying to save our country with, through awareness. Yes, yes. So, so they called us the Mulan sisters. And the, the Yamut sisters is just because we're both sisters and working in this field. And we're, we, they know that we're very close to each other. So they called the Yamut sisters. So, yeah, this is it. <laughs> but the media make it, you know, the media, they, you know, <laughs> how they love to give you nicknames. And- but it, 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 it's a nice nickname. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind to be called the... Dina, you and me, we could be the kamikaze, <laughs> kamikaze sisters kamikaze, from, okay, from ASEAN. Asia. We'll get shot first, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, honestly, Amina, uh, there's never a session when you're not inspired or awed or even, I, I admit, you know, Maya, I'm very new to this, okay? Iman's just only been around for seven years and we entered peace building only two years ago. So, Amina has, you know, a heart of steel, I would sometimes say, oh my God, why do you all do what you do? And you start thinking, should you even have these kind of feelings, you know? But anyway, enough about that. Look, one of the things that uh, I would also like to ask is that you you, you have a mentor, doc, Dr. Raymond Hamden. Yes. That instead of approaching people with an attitude of condemnation, which I should tell our police in Malaysia, which has been a downfall of many interrogation techniques, they should approach things from a humanistic model, whether they agree or not. Can you talk about this? How do you manage to stay optimistic? Uh, Dr. Raymond Hamden, he was our mentor. 
And at the same time, he was uh, our doctor and uh, he was a second uh, doctor for our master's degree. He gave us uh, Freudian uh, questionnaires and we did uh, our psychological questions. We did as a social worker, we added a social questions and merge it together. And at the same time, we get a re great results. Dr. Hamden, he was a great forensic psychologist. We needed his help. But as a, as a forensic social workers, we need to, 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 to blend those two experience to give the right profile, the right uh, to know about this life. Uh, I hope uh, I have answered your question. If not, can you uh, ask me more so I can blend you uh, to, uh, to answer uh, your question? Amina? Yeah, Dina, uh, every time I, I, I read about uh, your specialization, Maya, forensic, uh, uh, so, uh, social work, for instance, forensic uh, sociology, mm -hmm. which your, your mentor is a specialist in. I've never combined those two terms together because when I think forensic you're trying to cut up uh, like a, a body of knowledge or a body of a man to find out right uh, what what went wrong what what killed him and when you talk about social work and sociology you're you're trying to heal uh, society right so how, how did that how did those two terms come together into one new body of, of knowledge. I still don't understand what forensic social work or forensic okay, psychology so, uh, is. Okay, so psychology, it's more mental to know what kind of disorder or what kind of... Uh, 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 usually we work as what kind of disorder. Okay, and what kind of uh, mental problems he have? We also social workers we understand the, uh, the the mental terms and the medical terms, especially concerning psychology or or psychiatric terms to know what's wrong with uh, what's wrong with this person. So the moment we know this person, what's wrong with him, why he joined, and stuff like that. Also, as a social worker, we do intervention with the individual or the with the family or group and the community. So we, as a forensic social worker, we also intervene through the courts. We give our expertise. We send a letter to the judge to know this person, if he gets out, he is safe to the community. Uh, he okay. can, yeah, yes. So we can, we send a legal a paper from our NGO to, to certain judge. This person is get, can be rehabbed. This person can be reintegrated uh, 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 into the society and won't be won't harming our uh, 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 our community. This is uh, the, this is the real for forensic social work because we're we're discussing criminality of this person is a, is a violent or not. That's why with this we call forensic is concerning behavior and they, is something very um, sensitive subject. To, uh, uh, to, uh, to be responsible for. And the second of all, we have uh, our community, we have the stigma that if this person came out from Romeo prison or any, uh, any prison, they won't um, say hello to him or they have this stigma. And that's why some, uh, some of, the, uh, of the extremists try to reach out to re-recruit him and we try to let them, we prevent that and we try to uh, find him a, a stable job. We also speak with the owner or the, the business owner that we're helping this man to be reintegrated in our community and he's, he, he, we can rely on this, uh, this ex-prisoner. He will become an ex-prisoner so he can uh, uh, start a new life. So this is the sensitivity of this forensic. So we need mentally yeah. and socially and even to merge it together because of the sensitivity of the subject. It's not easy. It's very um, unique because you're, you were showing the government that this person is not dangerous or this person is dangerous. But Maya, so, so you've gone to court. And you prevent, uh, you presented uh, your your findings on on particular uh, prisoners. 
it depends on the judge if uh, we also uh, ask him for appointment if you if we send them a letter if he wants to take it to consideration it sometimes helps and sometimes some of the judges they don't take it on consideration they want to implement the law so that's why uh, right now uh, Nancy and I, we got funded by ICANN. We're trying to change a law that we should put social workers, especially with the extremists, they should have a social worker to know why he got involved, why was the problem. We need also that some of the uh, prisoners are innocent, but the stigma is still there. And that's why sometimes, sometimes um, the community creates creates a monster and we don't need that. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. That's right. A terrorist is not born. It's a... Um... No, 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 no. It's made. Yeah. You're, you're, you're I, have, right. I have a case. It still, it still hurt me. And still I get emotional every time I remember him. Um, a person, uh, uh, he was arrested for six years and they found out he was innocent. His uh, fiance left him. The village, uh, the community of the village rejected him because it took the stigma. You lived uh, six years inside this prison. You lived with the criminals. I'm sure you have a uh, uh, certain way. You're still like, they look at you as like you're still accused. And you're still uh, 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 like you're a criminal. This is, and some of it, so he said, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And nobody believed him. So he sent a letter to the judge you accused me to terrorism, I will show you the real terrorism. And he went to Syria and he blew, um, him, uh, blew himself up. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. So it's speeding the courts. We should have a special court, especially for the extremists and violent crimes. It should not be an, an ordinary civil court or a military court. It should be a specialized a, 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 a court for violent crimes and terrorism. We need to use experts. We need to ask for psychiatrists, psychologists, and social workers, and some uh, uh, for other uh, experts to learn as well. Because this is uh, it should be more studies. And I think, unfortunately, where the whole world is passing through, terrorism won't stop. If yep, we don't won't. do the right court, court yeah. justice always can prevent huge crimes. Right, right, yeah. By the way, Maya, uh, your NGO, Rescue Me, do you, do you have success stories? Um, yes. Uh, uh, tell, tell, us, tell us one so that we will be encouraged and we won't be so depressed. Yeah, I, we rehabbed, uh, we, we did rehab many uh uh, ex prisoners and became ex prisoners, and I have one. Uh, uh, he got out, and uh, he started to uh, volunteer at my NGO. Then uh, he started to to do awareness. When we go through schools or uh, discuss about his story, why he was in, in who was engaged in terrorism and stuff like that. Right now, he works in, um, uh, so when he went out, an extremist group tried to target him, and he said no. That's and he said, I will pay you $50,000. And he wow. said no. And he, he worked right now in a certain NGO as a driver. And mm. uh, he have uh, three children. And oh, he called sweet. one. And he called one of the children Maya because he saw uh, he he told me because I saved him inside the prison, and I did a change in his life. That's so going to be a, the third kamikaze sister, Maya. Yeah, kamikaze sister. 
<laughs> exactly. Another kamikaze sister, right? yes. kamikaze Maya. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, um, Maya, uh, a friend of ours, Dina and I, uh, we had interviewed him. And Dina, we really have to virtually connect Maya with Nurhuda because Actually, they have similar yeah. success stories. Yeah. yeah? How are we going to do this, Amina? Oh, virtual, where, virtual first. Yeah, but that, is it webinar? No, I don't, personally, I don't think I want to do another webinar. We'll figure out along the way. <laughs> we'll figure out because this is very fascinating, Maya. The work that you do in prisons in Malaysia belongs to the police and to whom yes. they feel. Well, to who they like, sorry. So it's very difficult for us to do any work, right? Because we don't have access to uh, CSOs. They don't trust us at all. But I'm, I'm very impressed and I hope to hear more of your work. Well, inside the prison, we, we go and interview the, the prisoners inside a library. We did uh, a library, uh, we did a big, a big library. We do art therapy, we do group therapy, and uh, sometimes we do uh, inter uh, intervention and uh, psychosocial support. And we also, we do like our studies, which is profiling, which is to know why and why, what is a turning point in his life to join such an extremist. Uh, to deal with a uh, police, uh, it's very challenging because um, because uh, every person who works in this field, uh, it's like you're playing on fire because they they will try to accuse you in a very negative way. Especially you're a suspect. Are, yeah, like they will accuse you. You're a double agent, or you're 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 uh, you have an agenda. Your FBI, CIA, whatever it is. I have been accused to all. I'm a threat to the nation. So you need to play really carefully with the, with the government and uh, the rumors. And they, they want to ruin your reputation. But um, they want to, because I'm a woman, also they, they try to drag you down. For instance, there's many people... Uh, they told me, Maya, you're a beautiful girl. Why are you doing such work? Uh, change your job. Or why are you working with, with extremists? Uh, uh, work with the juvenile cases. You know, they want to put you in a certain image that you're not, you're not capable to do that. So, um, do, they ever, do they ever tell you you're, you're, you're too pretty to do this kind of work? Oh, yeah, I'm too pretty. Oh. And uh, go, go get married. And, get married uh, and have children and have children no no, no. and he, they they said produce children as produce if children as if i'm a factory and i look <laughs> at them and I said well why didn't you tell your sister about it? Uh, why didn't you tell your sister to do that to produce children no no i mean i think this work the work that you do is very admirable and i hope to see more of it i just google you just quickly so there's a few things there, but if you could email us maybe a bibliography of your works or writing, it would be fantastic to read. Yeah, actually, actually, Dina, I'm very interested in the research that Maya and Nancy did. This when when we were, I'm not sure if it was in Norway, Maya. You spoke about the the body of research that you had done um, based on the interviews, and you had like a profile of what makes somebody young uh, join. That would be interesting also for your research, Dina. So Maya, Maya maybe can email that to you as well. Definitely. I would like to follow up on what you said just now, because you just spoke about it very briefly, about the fact that PCVE or whatever jargon the UN or the government will throw at us, it's not applicable in any of our countries because we all have different things, different problems. It may seem similar, but you can't exactly, you know, cut and paste. So I would like to follow up with that. Yes. Yeah. So, so we can look, uh, like, let's say I have an experience in Lebanon. It might be similar to my neighbors, which is Syria or Iraq. And I can give you my experience to, uh, to, to your beautiful country, Malaysia. Uh, 
But you might tell me, Maya, this is a very sensitive topic. You cannot talk about it. And then I told her, then you need to do it with a Malaysian way. This program, do you think they will like it? No, they don't like it. They don't like to, maybe um, in Lebanon, we're very open up. We're very more extrovert. They like to talk. Uh, about uh, maybe in other cultures and in other um, in other countries, they're more like mixed and want to understand their culture. By we need to do more uh, different activities, uh, Malaysian activities, to to we can blend a little bit. But you cannot take everything because the culture is different, the language is a difference, and. Um, and and the the the, lang the language and the culture and the religion is a difference. So even we, we have uh, Muslim Sunni, we have Shia, we have Durzi, we have Alawi, we have I don't know what in Malaysia they have. So that's why we need to um, to 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 sit with the Malaysian people to know this program what can be blend and what programs cannot blend with the Malaysian people. Yep. You're, that is is um, absolutely correct. Um, one size does not fit all. You always have to tailor it to the problems, the needs, and the aspirations of uh, of your particular um, community. But Maya, how do you? I mean, Dina already asked this earlier, but you weren't able to answer. How do you keep optimistic when when the when the subject drags you down? How do you bring yourself up? As a social worker, um, I have to do a treatment, a psychological treatment. I go to a therapist every week because I'm listening to a toxic, um, you know, uh, you know, stories. And it can be uh, triggering, it might can traumatize me. So I can protect myself. Everybody have issues. You, me, uh, Dina, everybody on over the world, everybody had issues. And they need to solve it to be a better version of yourself. That's why concerning my sensitivity of my work, I do therapy. And to be optimistic, I, I believe in prayers. Uh, and, and to any religion, it is really prayers and uh, doing good and make a difference in, the, in the, the community. This is this is my this is my energy. This is my uh, uh, can kill my starve can kill my starve. I feel like hungry to to give peace, to talk peace, and to 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 show everybody that everybody can talk peace in any certain way. And any don't way you forget, want. Maya, dancing. Dancing, of course. Music and dancing. <laughs> oh my God, you should see Maya dancing with Lucy <laughs> and, and the rest of the, the sisterhood. Now that is definitely going to lift up your spirit, Dina. Oh dancing, oh dancing, dancing, dancing. Dancing, oh my God. I, I was crazy on the tables. I'm <laughs> yes, on the table. <laughs> so you know, you 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 do what you can, right, Maya, to 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 pick yourself uh, to pick yourself up. But you know, it Amina takes, it takes a smile, right? Yes, definitely, Amina Habibi, and Habibi it means my love in the, in the Lebanese way. Adina Habibti. <laughs> so you know, uh, our work, like I can work as you yourself, Amina and Dina. If you don't separate what you do as a social worker, as a daughter, as a wife, as a girlfriend, as a as a as a whatever, as Maya, as Amina. If you don't separate yourself, um, you cannot give more. You'll be stuck. It's okay. You need to separate your life, your, your career, and yourself. Because you can give and to be more objective and to be more energetic. That's, that's really, those are very wise words. But it might sound simple, but that's going to be 
going to be difficult. It's getting more and more difficult uh, with with everything that we're facing. But I'm completely amazed at the optimism of of Maya. No wonder she's a kamikaze sister, Dina. <laughs> but if you're asking me about the challenges I have faced, I faced a lot. I faced a lot. Uh, inside the prison, uh, they they accused me of many things and horrible things. They they cursed me and stuff like that. I always smile. I always smile because I, I cannot um, uh, bargain with the illiterate. I will lose. So when I show peace and I show love and I show joy and I show caring. Uh, I'm 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 showing them the real um, humanitarian uh, uh, intervene. They they will love you. So, but you have outside outside the prison are also being uh, faced many challenges. Some people that don't want to shake my hand or go inside my car there because they're afraid that I'm being under attack, which is totally not true. Yeah, because you'll be attacked by either the ISIS or the, or the military. Or, uh, no, no, military. Both of no. them suspect that you're spying for the other side. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Some the authorities, some of the Lebanese authorities that I work with a different uh, country. And this is mm-hmm. not true. And <laughs> if you want, that's the extremist thing that I'm working towards their go- my government. Right. And this is not true. I'm just a being a researcher i'm just a being a social worker this phenomena i cannot be ignored if my people ignoring it i can't ignore it and there's hundreds of women in lebanese society they're not ignoring it that's why it's time to change one of these days dina we have to go to to lebanon and, and visit yeah, Maya you're Nancy. most welcome. You're most yeah. welcome. Eat some kabule. I Lebanese salad. I I love that and hummus. Yes, I just I just had hummus and uh, pita uh, for for iftar uh, a, a couple yes. of days ago. That, th- those are some of my favorite dishes, Dina. So we have to go to Lebanon and yes, visit Beirut, welcome. that used to be known as the Paris of the Middle East. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is a beautiful city in the the Paris of uh, Beirut is the Paris of the Middle East. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Maya, and I hope that we we'll see you in. Thank you. We hope that we can see you in Nancy soon. Yes. Um, I would like to wrap up about something that I'm doing right now. Yes, please. If it's okay. I'm doing a campaign, She Builds Peace with ICANN. Yes. I took uh, a 10 random, um, I took uh, eight random ladies and me and my sister become 10. So eight, uh, one of them a lawyer. One of them, she's a housewife. Uh, right. One of them, she's a, a political, uh, she's a politician. And uh, one of them, she's a teacher and uh, different uh, uh, works in a different majors, they can do, they can build peace. So I ask them three main questions. What is peace? How you can build peace? And how the Lebanese women can build peace? And I'm, also I'm got, I got funded with ICANN. Uh, we're doing a peace talk with the victims of ISIS, ah, okay. families, and with the families of the prisoners. That's to important. submit a, a, a law draft that the families of the prisoners are the victim of the, our environment and poverty, and the victims of the soldiers are victim of their of the uh, of their sons yeah yeah so both of them are victims and we're hoping that love and forgiveness it might happen and it might not happen but we need to change the law to to have no more hate or grudges and no more mistakes especially with the justice system 
Thank you so much for Thank that, you. Maya. So rescue me. The core yes. principle of rescue me is love and and forgiveness. And that's I yes. think that's a that's a message that we should be bringing down to our networks, Dina, both in in uh, well Indonesia, Southern Thailand, Southern Philippines. Love and forgiveness, hard to do but necessary. So thank you right. so much, Maya, for joining thank us. You. Yeah, and it, hope it, it, that you keep safe and uh, hugs to to Nancy as well. Thank you. Okay. So, dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us. This is uh, Amina Rasul saying goodbye from Manila and yes. uh, love and forgiveness. That's going to be my mantra for the rest of the week. May your elections be wonderful, Amina. I look forward to seeing uh, <laughs> what that thing we want. To all our listeners, thank you again. For those of us who are fasting, happy iftar. Maya, inshallah, Maldives. See you then. Bye. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.